Section 4 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 33, Number 2, January 11, 1894. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The American Bee Journal, Volume 33, Number 2, January 11, 1894, by Various. In Sunny Southland. In Sunny Southland, conducted by Mrs. Jeanie Atchley, Beeville, Texas. Everything booming in Texas. I will now tell you about the weather up to date, December 28th. We are having summer weather and the bees are just booming on wild current, which began to bloom about a week ago. The boys are today transferring bees from 16 box hives that they brought in last evening, and they say the robber bees are not bad at all as the bees are busy on the current bloom. Today the thermometer registers 75 degrees in the shade. At sunrise this morning it was 66 degrees, and at sundown last night 70 degrees above zero. On Christmas Day, husband rode out some and plucked an orange out of Major DeGan's orchard, where he saw trees bending with fruit of many varieties of oranges. Also the Japan plums were in bloom. The major's fish pond was partly covered with the water lilies and stocked with the finest perch he ever saw, and they were very gentle. They would come right up to him for food. Then he went out to some of the many gardens in Beeville and found vegetables in great profusion. Radishes, whitehead cabbages, lettuce, mustard, English peas, new Irish potatoes, and a great many other things too numerous to mention. The lowest the mercury has been here up to date is 33 degrees above zero, and we are now having lovely weather, and everything shows a spring-like appearance. I will keep close watch of all the honey plants, and at the end of next season I will be prepared to tell all about them, etc. If we have fine weather ten days longer, our strong colonies will fill their hives with new current honey, as it is very plentiful here. We have drones hatching, and our swarming will begin about February 15th, or 45 days from now. Jenny Atchley Sending Queens by Mail I think Mr. Faylor is a little off when he says, on page 697 of the Bee Journal, for November 1893, that no queens are any good after being transported through the mails. The best-laying queen, or one of the best I have had, came clear across the ocean by mail from Italy. She lived fully three years, and in fact I have received thousands of queens by mail from different parts of the country, and do not remember ever having a queen damaged in the mails in good weather. I have received them nearly dead, and they turn up okay. Still I believe some queens are injured in transit, both by mail and in nuclei by express, as I have received such reports. But my opinion is that nine-tenths of all queens that arrive in good condition by mail, that is, lively, are just as good as those not so transported. There are hundreds, yes, I will say thousands, of beekeepers that can testify in this case, if they will. Please let let us hear some of the evidences. The court is ready. This is a very important question. Jenny Atchley Fruits and Vegetables as some friends have not yet gotten enough about Southwest Texas, I'll tell them about the fruits and vegetables. Grapes grow and fruit the heaviest here of any place I ever saw. 
Some bunches of ripe grapes weigh in two and a half pounds and very rich in flavor, and they always fruit, no failures. Oranges do well here, but have to be irrigated during the dry seasons. I drove by any orchard yesterday that was loaded with ripe oranges, and I tell you it was a pretty sight. Bananas only do moderately well, but I do not believe the people here understand their culture. There is hardly ever any ice here thicker than a knife blade, but I see the people wrap up and protect the banana trees. Pears do excellently, and young trees grow into bearing very quickly compared to some countries. Blackberries, strawberries, raspberries, dewberries, currants, and all small fruits do well here. Peaches do well if the varieties are chosen that are acclimated to this latitude. Apples only bear sparingly. It is too warm for them, and the trees do not live long. The whole country here is covered and strewn with wild currants, and they bear every year and are very fine. Jenny Atchley Hence that may be valuable. If you wish nice yellow beeswax every time, do not use any iron vessels in rendering it. Use tin, brass, or copper, as iron will make it dark. Don't rest too long, as you may lose considerable, and the stitch in time saves nine adage holds good in beekeeping, surely. Have you got your sections, frames, and the supplies all ready for next season? If not, you had better see about it, as no beekeeper in the world can reap a full harvest and be behind with his supers, hives, frames, etc. It is always best to be ready, whether the harvest comes or not. But should it come and find the tub bottom up, but little is caught. It is not best to ask too many questions when you start out in apiculture. Remember that one idea learned yourself is worth more than if two were told you. Remember that you may read agricultural papers for years, and without any practice you are no farmer. It is the same with bees. It is right and proper to learn all you can from others, but to be real successful, you must learn some yourself. Jenny Atchley Many Vegetables and Few Neighbors If a person doesn't have all the vegetables he can use, it is his own fault, as they can be raised at any time of the year here. I notice cabbages just beginning to head up now, and tomatoes are plentiful as the vines seldom are killed by frost. Cabbages grow best in winter, and, to make this short, I will say that people are making garden all the time. While some are harvesting, others are planting. I planted peas, lettuce, radishes, and cabbages today, December 14th. I have only been here three months and have raised one crop, and we do not have the time to devote to our garden that it needs to make a real success of it. Still we can, with very little trouble, have all the vegetables we need. Sweet potatoes, Irish potatoes, onions, carrots, artichokes, and celery are all paying crops here. Every known variety of melons do well. There are plenty of ripe watermelons now, and I see new vines coming up. Now, all of this may seem flattering, but it is true nevertheless. But this is a new country, out from the towns and thinly settled. Willie and Charlie said they traveled nearly all one day, about 20 miles, without seeing a house. And it was a public highway, too, or what we call a county road. So you see there is room here for you, but you must be content to live without a near neighbor for a while at least. Jenny Atchley Grading of Honey 
I have lately been looking over some old bee papers and find that the grading of honey has occupied considerable space with but little accomplished as I look at it. Now, it is a very easy matter for us beekeepers to school ourselves, also easy to school the dealers, but schooling the public is a different thing altogether. And I yet believe that the simple figure plan is the best, such as number one, number two, number three, number four, etc. For to get the consumers to know what grade of honey they are buying, the grade should be on each section. The producer saying something like, if you wish honey like this, buy my number one or number two, as the case may be. John Smith, producer, Chicago, Illinois. Every producer should mark his honey in plain figures, and then the public will soon know how to buy honey. And these plain figures are so easily read. Just think of white, extra white, superfine, etc. Too much name for me. I shall brand what section honey I produce, number one, number two, number three, etc., and try to school my southern consumers to understand the meaning of the same. Jenny Atchley. Resources of honey, etc. I am told that everything that has thorns on it produces honey, and if that be the case, there are but few shrubs that do not furnish honey. West of this place, for forty miles, or as far as I have been out, it is thickly covered with shrubs, vine, etc., not much taller than one's head, and I will name a few for the benefit of beekeepers who might wish to make inquiry. Catclaw is very thick in places so thick that cattlemen sometimes have to pay Mexicans a big price to go into the catclaw brush and round out their cattle. Wahia is another sticky brush that is very plentiful and a good honey producer. Weesatch is about the earliest bloom we have, now ready to bloom and fine for bees. Then we have black and white chaparral, both good for bees. Mesquite is here in abundance and also yields honey, and there are a great many other plants that yield honey that I know no name for. And now while the honey-producing plants have thorns, the beekeeper fills some of them in the way of droughts, skunks, cutting ants, mothworms, and other drawbacks. But if one will keep up his mind to overlook these troubles, he will find this a fine bee country. Jenny Atchley Brother Chase H. Thies of Steeville, Illinois, has been greatly bereaved in the death of his mother on December 19th. In a kindly letter written to us on Christmas Day, he speaks thus tenderly of his blessed mother. Friend York, while I have never met you, and you have never met me or any of us knowingly, yet I feel as though I could divide my sorrow by writing you a few lines. In the past years, when I have felt troubled or sad, I could tell my mother, which seemed to unload just half of my trouble. And she was always very glad to share in my troubles and sorrows, as well as in our joys. But since Tuesday, December 19th, she has not been with us, for God saw fit to take her home, where sickness, pain, or death will never more reach her. She told us before going that she would like to stay with us longer, but that if God wanted her, she was ready to go. We are all grown up, and do not need a mother to supply us with our daily bread, etc. But yet we should have been glad to have had her with us a few more years. We are trying in this case, as in many others, to say, Thy will be done. Yet it seems a little harder now than in many cases, particularly for my aged father, who is now seventy years old. But one thing we are glad of, 
mother did not suffer long. If each of us only can truly say when our time comes, I have fought a good fight, we have the assurance of meeting her again. Yours very truly, Charles H. Thies. Yes, Brother Thieves, one by one our loved ones are passing to the other side of the river, and we all will soon be called to follow. Then, what a meeting and a greeting there will be. Although we are personally acquainted with but few of our readers, yet in their sorrows as well as joys we feel deeply interested and wish to assure them that especially in the sad hours of bereavement they have our sincerest sympathy. Surely we are only a large family, and of all folks beekeepers, it seems to us are more interested in each other's welfare than are any other class of people on this earth. Please remember then, that the Bee Journal is always ready to hear from its large family of readers and, whenever possible, will be only too glad to help them. Editor End of Section 4